Hello, and welcome to To 18 Time, a podcast by two guys with an approximate knowledge of many things. I'm Feats. And I'm Tommy. And boy, it is far too hot outside today, or at least it was. Oh yeah. The past, like, few days have been pretty hot. I I have a lot of burns. My neck is, like, red as hell. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot at once. There's not much we can do. <laughs> That's true. But... That's okay, because I'm vibing. I'm ready for the summer vibes. Oh, yeah. I find myself at the end of every season just being, like, sick of the weather. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, I'm ready for the next season. And you're excited for the next season because you have all the great... You have, like, the stereotypical images of each season in your head, but then it's, like, nothing like that. Oh, yeah, and, like, two weeks in, you're like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm good now. You're like, wait a minute. I think I, think I wanted something different. Because I don't... Have we mentioned before that we are in the New England area? Uh, we have. I believe in the first episode? I thought so, yes. So, you know, we we experienced the whole range. We got the highs. We got the lows. We got the weird in-betweens. Oh, yeah. We've got the, like, summers that go up to, like, the high 90s. <sighs> even sometimes the hundreds. But we also have the winters that can go to, like, negative 10 wind chill. Which I know some... I know that's not that cold. But, like, when you have over 100 in one season and then under zero in another season, that's a lot. Yeah, it's kind of like... We're never used to, like, one temperature. Like, just as we get used to one, the other one starts. Yeah. Even though I will say we're better equipped for, like, all temperatures, I guess. That is fair, yeah. Because, like, people who, like, live in Florida, like, 50 degrees for them is, like, 30 for us. Yeah. Even 60. 60, like, people from Florida just take all temperatures and just minus it by 20, and that's how they feel. So, like, 90 to them is, like, it's not 70. 90 to them is still 90. But, like, I don't know. But you know uh, Miami has never in, like, recorded history gone over 100 degrees. I, th- I don't think it's hit 100 degrees. Wow. I did not know that. That's... Yeah. It's because it's in, like, such a good place. Yeah. I don't know. It's, like, near the ocean and... Yeah. I mean, but Florida's got to have that, like, rough humidity, though, right? Especially in the swampy areas. Um, once again, Miami's not too, too bad, just because of where they are. But, like, yeah, no. Like, northern Florida is, like, a completely different state. The actual, like, mainland part that's not the peninsula, wacky. I did not know that there was that stark a difference, but I guess, Mm -hmm. in retrospect, it should make sense. When you think of, like, the peninsula, you think, like, beaches stuff like that but when you think of like florida the mainland part you think of what you would think of when you i just i was gonna say think of three times you you it's what you would think of like when you imagine the bible belt area so like very like woods lots of really small towns that type of stuff yeah but yeah at least through all the heat we got the beauty of air conditioning oh yeah Thank goodness. Central air is probably the greatest invention of all time. There's something about, at least the air conditioning in my home, that I just, it's become very, like, nostalgic for me, because it's like, it's kind of like that white noise, I guess, but it's also kind of like, brings you back to that feeling of like, oh, it's a summer night, I can relax a bit. Yeah, I also will say that I I am aware uh, that there are many people out there who do not have central air, central heating, Yes. and... It's just one of those things where if you have it, you're blessed, and if you don't have it, well, you're stronger than the rest of us. That is true. I probably should have considered that before I started making blanket statements. The other sound that I always think of when I think of summer, like I was thinking about this the other day, just standing in my bathroom, and I remember hearing through the bathroom windows at night, it's just, you know, crickets and frogs. I don't get frogs. You don't? Here. No. Okay, so for context, we live across the state from each other, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's New England. Across the entirety of New England is, like, across Kansas, so it's really not that much. But um, I didn't realize how big of a difference it was. I live right near a river, and I never hear frogs. Huh. I'm just used to that, like, cacophony of noise, like, every summer night, and it's kind of soothing, honestly. Yeah, no, when when I'm outside, it's pretty silent where I am. Did you ever go to a summer camp at any point in your childhood? So, uh... I went to a Cub Scout summer camp. I was in the Cub Scouts for, like, two or three years. Nice, nice. I feel like I don't talk about that often. Not because it was anything bad happened, like, it wasn't traumatic, but, like, 
It was just kind of shit. It just wasn't great. Oh. I don't know. It was like, we would just go to, like, a building, like, an old, like, veterans, uh... Yeah, 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 like, the, the, the halls. Yeah, veterans bars or whatever. Yeah. But it would be, like, a back room in one of those, or, like, a big room in one of those, and we would just sit in there and, like, talk about something and then color. It was whack. I didn't like it. I went to that, and then, you know, I went to a, I went to a theater camp over the summer, two weeks every summer for, like, five years. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think how many shows I did. It might have been six. Wow. Yeah, it was six summers because I did six shows with them. So, yeah, it was over six summers. I assume that was, like, middle school, high school. Uh, middle school into, so the last summer I did was between, I think, junior and senior year. It started the summer after sixth grade. So, yeah. I did it for a while. I spent probably well over, like, a thousand hours because we were there from, like, nine to four every day. And we would put on, like, a full play in two weeks. It wasn't even like a, oh, we're going to put on, like, a little play because it's fun. No, we put on Les Mis. Holy cow. In two weeks. And, like, we did the whole show. It was whack. But, you know, it's a lot of, it was, like, a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun when it happened. That's, yeah, that's impressive. Was this, yeah, was this the theater production where you got, like, actually slapped by someone? Yes, that was Les Mis. That's what I thought. Yeah, where um, it was supposed to be a fake slap, and then she slapped me. And she felt really bad about it, but I thought it was hysterical, so I had her do it the next night, because it was three nights. So the first night, she did it properly. The second night, she slapped me in the face. And the third night, I told her, I was like, no, slap me again. It was hysterical. Yeah, so you gotta commit. Yeah, she hit me in the face, and I... I had a line right after she, like, quote-unquote slapped me, but I couldn't remember it off the top of my head because <laughs> I had just been hit in the face, so I just kind of stood there and I went... I, like, had, like, this big smile on my face, and I was trying so hard to block it because I thought it was so funny. It took everything not to break on stage. That's magical. That sounds truly magical. Oh, yeah, it was really, really funny. But, yeah, no, it was, you know, it was an experience. That was where I flooded the bathroom. What did you do? Alright, quick quick story. It's not as exciting as it sounds. I just clogged a toilet while, uh, you know, oh. needed to use the restroom. And then I flooded the bathroom uh, with foul things. <laughs> Fun times. Maybe I'll tell the full story at some point. Because it actually, the full story's pretty funny. But today's not the day. Not the time. That's okay. Not the time. A little tease. We like to do that. We like to do, we really do. <laughs> it's it's kind of bad. That's okay. Well, the reason, I mean, the reason why is, like, we don't, I, I don't know if we want to keep this, but, like, if people can't tell, we do beforehand talk a little bit about what we might want to talk about. Yeah, I don't think that's any surprise. We come, we're not total amateurs. Yeah, most people don't come in to a conversation being like, oh, so we're going to talk about this for an hour. You've probably heard certain episodes devolve into that, but, you know, it doesn't matter as much. Anyhow. Yeah, I never did an overnight camp either. I was in Scouts for a bit, but the one thing I remember is the you make like the wooden car, box car, not box car derby. What is it called? You know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, the box car derby. Maybe maybe that is what it's called. I don't know if it was box car, but the, it was like block car maybe. I don't remember what it was called. All I remember is my dad and I made a, like a, a little robot guy who was one of my original characters. And I don't think I won. But that's okay, because I still have it somewhere, and he looked dope, and I was so proud of it back in... whenever that was. And that reminds me, I did karate for many years. I don't talk about that much. Oh, I did karate too! Shoot! Wait, how long did yeah. you do karate for? Uh, must have been two or three years. I don't remember how many years I did it, but I got my black belt. I mean, I'll be real with you, this is not a slight against the company I did it with, because they were full of super nice people who were, like, really like encouraging and understanding i guess of yeah. when it was a struggle you know because i'm not a very athletic human being oh never yeah. have been but i don't remember very much from that at all to be fair that was years and years ago well so a thing that like people i think falsely think about like when they as kids go to learn karate or as even or as adults sending their kids to learn to karate like you're not actually learning to fight you're learning like I feel like it would be cliche to say discipline, but, like, it's just something to get the energy of a kid out. Yeah. Like, most places you go, a black belt isn't going to mean a ton. Yeah. I'm not trying to, like, you know, lessen your black belt, but your shit. <laughs> no, I... I <laughs> there was, like, f a few creeds that we would always repeat, and one of them was about, like, discipline. You have to help old women across the street. 
I remember a lot of the things we would do were just like kind of routine series of moves that would be useful, but like you're never gonna do the whole like choreographed routine to yeah, defend yourself. Yeah, in a fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, as as the saying goes, it's almost like learning a language. Like you you can't truly learn the language unless you're speaking it. That's true. So like you can't really learn to fight until you get into a fight. I think we're straying a little too far from just summer itself, though. That is true. I was going to bring it back. So that was some of my summer nights. The rest of the nights were typically spent gaming. <laughs> surprise, surprise. However, for a good few years, I attended a day camp. Camp is a very loose word. <laughs> yeah, it was more like a just a replacement for school. But yes, it was an academic thing where it was like you picked classes and you went around and you had fun. Now, the classes were like fun stuff like the most serious you would get was like you'd have physics but like even then it's oh let's do fun projects for three weeks that sounds dope though oh it was a lot of fun it was a really great company and people made some good friends there learned a lot about animation learned how to play chess and then promptly became really bad at chess bro i've been thinking about getting better at chess we should there's a free a free version of chess on uh, steam i mean might have to might have to we'll do our first live episode and it's just us playing chess and we don't even talk. <laughs> I like it. What else did I learn there? Did like video production, cartooning. There was like baking and dance and stuff, which like I kind of wish I did that. I think I went to a camp where like I learned how to make a comic or something. That sounds pretty cool. I think it was kind of lame, but who knows? I remember my friend went to like a Minecraft camp. Oh, yo, I almost went to one of those, I think. As nerdy as it is, as much as it's easy to, like, kind of laugh at the idea, it's kind of cool in theory, because the one he was going to was, like, going to teach him Java programming to make mods for Minecraft. Oh, that's kind of cool. And I was, like, kind of jealous. But what do you... When people think summer, though, like, what's the... Like, when you when you think of summer, what's, like, the first, like, thing you think of? Like, almost in an aesthetic way. Hmm. One of the basic things I always think of is beaches, even though I don't really like to swim. <laughs> Like, taking a road trip to the beach with, like, you know, windows down, with the homies. You're having a fun time. Oh, yeah. I'll be perfectly honest. Like, the first thing I do think of is the beach, but, like, I also hate the beach. It's one of my, like, least favorite things to do in the summer. Except for the arcades at the beach. The arcades at the beach are great, but... My family and I have never been, I don't think, huge on beaches. Yeah. Well, like, a huge chunk of my family, like, lives at the beach now really yeah i mean living by the ocean is like a really nice kind of vibe nah man screw that Nah, you wouldn't want to do that i want to live in the suburbs baby they've got their own vibe i love the suburb aesthetic that makes me sound like a a little privileged but yeah i mean summer in the suburbs has an aesthetic in itself i feel like i was very lucky i grew up on a street with like a lot of kids my age and when i think summer as much as like beach might be like the second or third thing the first thing i always think of is like being in the middle of my street like like actually on the physical street and like looking down and seeing like a bunch of the neighborhood kids like out and running around and stuff i don't know it kind of has like a feel to it yeah no that feels like the picturesque kind of like image of like a a suburban summer summer yeah somebody had a pool that everybody kind of congregated at for years like oh yes it was a time but like you think of that but like i think the general consensus at least for people who live closer to the coast or people who have a fair amount of money think of the beach when they think of summer which i always forget that there are people in the middle of the country this kind of sounds super not just privileged but like close-minded but like i forget that there are people in the middle of the country who have never seen the ocean with their own eyes the the thing is it, it it doesn't seem that privileged because like there i mean we haven't seen some things that they think are just like super duper normal that's true we've never looked over just like an empty field and seen nothing in the horizon yeah we've never seen like the flatlands we've never seen mountains because they have like we if people know new england's on the appalachian mountains but they're kind of just like oversized hills with like some mountains the rockies are insane Oh, the Rockies yeah. are wild. A whole world in itself right there. Yeah. I, I also I also looked up. I just looked up summer aesthetic, and it just seems it's a lot of beach. Yeah. And then I was, like, kind of scrolling down. It's a lot of 
pink and blue. Yeah. Okay, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Well, what were you going to ask me? What were you going to ask me? What are the colors I think of? Yes, a lot of people associate seasons and months and days and numbers and all that with colors. And I was curious if you associate summer and or each of the summer months with a color. So summer, I guess, usually has like a yellow. But like, do do you ever associate like months with colors? Yeah, oh, all the time. Yeah, like October is like black and orange. Oh, of you course. Know, that, that's because Halloween. November's brown and orange. Okay, I can. Yeah, I can get behind that. December for me is actually not like Christmas colors. It's like a light blue, but like an ice blue, an ice, not a nice, a ice. <laughs> that's what I would think January would be. For me, January's dark blue. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. But like a like a like a like not a fun dark. Like a gross dark blue. February's pink. What do you have against dark blue? No, 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 no. I like navy blue. I love dark blue. Dark blue's a great thing, but I'm talking like a gross dark blue. Oh no, what do you have against January? That was what I meant to ask. Oh, you know, it's the year my brothers were born. Not year, month my brothers were born. <laughs> fair. Get him out of there. Nah, I'm joking. I No, I mean, just January's a very depressing month. That's fair. Uh, February's always pink. March is always green really i always thought yeah. i mean okay those two make a lot of sense in retrospect i feel kind of dumb but like i've always associated february with green because one of my closest homies was born right the beginning of february and his favorite color is green and okay then... i was like is he born green or something is that where you're going with this <laughs> he is a plant he's not a human being <laughs> it's my cactus <laughs> and then one of my other close friends from back in the day was born in March, and I just associated him with the color red. I don't know why, but I did. I don't know why, but I hate those colors for those months. You know what? Sucks to be you. <laughs> I ain't changing them. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, what was I say? April's blue. April's like a like like blue. See, I thought April would be green. The reason I think April's blue is because of rain. April showers bling May flowers. Duh. Yours make yours makes too much sense. I don't like this. <laughs> I like the more abstract ones. I th- okay, so I'll I'll be honest. I think the reason I think a lot of these colors is because I think in kindergarten or first grade, one of my teachers had like a calendar, and each of the months had a different color, and I think that's what set this off. Dude, I remember being like that young or around then, and like learning the order of the months because I remember being like, "That's kind of whack." Yeah, the thing is, we weren't at school, so I don't have colors for June or July. Oh interesting i feel like to me june is like an orange and july is like a yellow get that out of here july is red white and blue baby oh you can't pick three colors what do you think i picked is? two already you were pushing the line with those and then august is red oh my gosh i thought of august is okay i have a lot of repeat colors to be fair because i thought august it's green. green a lot i did pick green a lot i had three i like red i think i think august is red well, now that I've learned you're just wrong, but that's okay. I was born in August. I'm allowed to have that opinion. That's true. But, like, one thing I'm also... So I was talking about uh, blue and pink for the summer aesthetic. Right. And I'm looking, and I see a lot of, like, palm trees in warm mm-hmm. colors. And another another closely, like, linked thing is retro. So I see, like, a lot of retro cars and stuff. And you know what else has the aesthetic of palm trees, pink and blue, and retro? Oh, boy. Vaporwave. <laughs> yep, there it is. We'll never escape it on this show. I also I also was looking just, just at Google Images for summer, and one of, like, the top, like, 100 ones, which isn't too, is Summer Aesthetic Outrun. Outrun is the aesthetic of, like, that a lot of synthwave stuff has, where it's, like, darker colors, but it's, like, dark, and then it's, like, pink and blue, but with, like, yeah. a black background and the grid, and then, like, the supercar, like, driving. You know what I'm talking about. It's very much like the movie Drive. Yeah, that's right. We do, we do our research. We go on Google Images. And it has Pikachu on it. Yeah! It says electric feel, and under it, it says HMO3 surf. Well, I feel like that's kind of an underrated part of summer. Not underrated. I don't think underrated is a good word. But, like, you know, it's not the first thing you think of. But, like, the nighttime vibes of summer is a very different vibe, but, but also a great vibe. That is true. That is true. I feel like when people think the perfect time at summer is that golden hour. Yeah. When I see a quadrillion people posting a picture of themselves with golden lighting. But, like, sitting around a fire pit, you know. Oh, yeah. Listening to music. One of the things I wanted to touch on that I briefly mentioned was, like, music. Because 
I, you know, as we've talked about before, both on and off air, music is a big thing for me. And there's a lot of songs I can think of that have summery vibes to them. Oh, yeah. But I was sitting there, and I was like, what makes a song, like, summery, you know? I, I think it's just, like, a very, it's, like, a light tone. Like, it's either, like, indie rock or... Oh, yeah. Or Vaporwave is another one. Also true. A lot of that stuff is, like, the peak summer vibe. But, like, I feel like any, like, happier music can fit into summer. I feel like every season has its own music thing, you know? For sure, which I want to get into in a second as well. But, like, I don't know. I feel like not every good vibe song is a summer vibe song for me. And I'm trying to figure out uh, why. I guess, because, yeah, you know, Have a Holly Jolly Christmas definitely isn't a summer <laughs> All song. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of but a yeah, good you example. Know, but, like, indie rock, where it's just, like, very, like, light and uh, just people singing, like, I've got a thing about that. This is great. This is good, yeah. good stuff. Oh, good don't stuff. worry. I'm going to be singing for each uh, season. Oh, I've fantastic. already thought about. I've seen. I've thought deeply about this. <laughs> like I have a lot of albums that remind me of summer, and a lot of them yeah. are rock. Huey Lewis in the news is sports. You want like peak '80s rock of just like simple music that's fun and easy to listen to. I feel like a big road trip song. Everybody wants to rule the world. Oh, a great song. Like where it's like zooming in and out of like people driving and just in a convertible. The camera quality is like very VHS, and that's <laughs> blasting in the background, and you're just jam with the boys or something there's a room where the light won't oh yeah oh so good another a great uh example of good aesthetic with that uh is the ninja sex party cover music video oh. it's very good it looks really good they did a very good job it, it, it caught the feeling of the song very well i will also say another summary thing that i made note of was the band the blue hawaiians who you probably don't know by name oh but... of course not They've composed a bunch of songs for SpongeBob SquarePants. Searching for the Cat. Great song. Their album Sway has some really great low-key sur- surf rock is the term. And it's it's great. It's very great. There's loads of feel-good summary vibes that I could throw down for music. The word that I always associate with it, especially with music, is freedom. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of the summary songs I can think of have a very kind of spacey vibes and like kind of outer yeah. space but also kind of like just it makes you feel like there's just this whole wide world out there like i want to go on a road trip exactly oh yeah trust me i know that feeling road trip one of my favorite aesthetics it's great it's just a great thing to do the boys and i went down on a really long road trip to the beach once we walked across a like big jetty of rocks for 30 minutes only to find out we had to walk back across when a storm was coming so it was you know it was fun it was definitely not terrifying yeah but yeah you know the summer vibe i think we summed it up pretty well oh yeah i feel like summer's one of the more complicated ones in a weird way it really is especially i feel like the soundscape of summer is very yeah very like even like the last thing i had written down was just fireworks yeah summer is very complicated but spring is very straightforward the color you think of when you think of spring is light green. Yes, okay, we can agree on that one. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, and if you think otherwise, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> no, it's it's understandable. It's Well, because it's new life, and it's a very, like, like what's the, what's it called? Oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay, I know what you're getting at. Either that, or, um... I don't know if who who out there has played like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, but when day breaks, it does like a. Yes. Yeah. Just that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, because it it very much feels like a. It's the awakening. Spring, exactly. Spring is the sunrise to summers. And and I mean it's a it's a bit of a shame. Like we basically missed spring. Yeah. Not to get depressing or anything. No, but, I mean, you're right. <laughs> but it's true, we missed spring. And I've really come to appreciate it because, like, walking around and feeling that spring air, so nice. Oh, so nice. And it, it's, you know. It's also kind of freeing. But then you got fall. I feel like fall is this weird, like, summer and winter are, like, very clearly stark opposites, at least where we live. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of a stark opposite of spring. They are opposites, and they're very different, but at the same time, I feel like they have kind of similar energy. Spring is about things coming back to life, and fall is about things dying. Yeah, but, like, they're, they're like, I always view them as, like, transitionary periods. 
Americans were so small-brained, they went, we fall off, fall. <laughs> the thing, so the thing is, fall is a very, like, I, I know a lot of the rest of America experiences fall, but, like, New England, fall is huge here. Yeah, because I feel like when you think of fall aesthetic, especially in, like, TV or movies, like, you're getting a very New England-y vibe of fall. You know, you're getting the the browns and the reds and the oranges. Yeah, and then you get like the like the little church tower in the background. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. There's a special word for people who like come to New England just to see that leaf peeping, I guess. But like, it makes sense. It's leafers. I think leafers might be one of the terms. I don't know. I've grown to appreciate fall in the years. I mean, yeah. I never hated it because I was never somebody who only associated fall with school. But like, I definitely didn't appreciate it to the extent I did now. I'm also not a huge Halloween person, mostly because I'm not big on just the genre of horror. However, I do really like dressing up. Yeah, for me, like Halloween. Um, once again, I like I like I was saying earlier, I did grow up in a I grew up in a big um, area that just had a lot of kids. Like, um, how many how many people would you say come to your house on Halloween? Ooh, it. We used to keep track. I want to say it was usually between like seventy and eighty. We got, like, four to five hundred. Oh, my gosh. Every year. Wow. Okay, the most yeah. we peaked at was, like, a little over a hundred, I think. Yeah. No, we got three to four hundred, three to five hundred every year. How big is your neighborhood? Well, so, my neighborhood itself is, like, uh, I'm going to take a wild guess and say 20 houses, including some extra stuff, but I live in, like, I, I do live in, like, a large suburban area. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Not going to give the name of what it's called, but... It's just so many houses, and then we had a few years where, like, they would send buses of kids from different parts of, like, the cities to trick-or-treat. My gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's not... Nowadays, it's not as bad as it used to be just because people grew up, but, like, um, when I was younger, it was... Oh, my God, it was, like, four or five hundred people, easy. Holy cow. I think three was, like, the average, actually, and then four and five hundred was a few years, yeah. Were you ever one for dressing up on halloween much i feel like you weren't oh yeah wow growing up i was i don't do it anymore really i'm not That's huge great. on it anymore just because like i'm very lazy sometimes so like <laughs> but um i had a full like pyro cosplay from team fortress 2 oh that's sick oh yeah no i'll send you a picture of it at some point uh it's from oh my god it has to be i must have been in like i'm gonna guess it was like 20 2011 2012 wow early-ish days of tf2 at least for relatively oh yeah i mean halloween was a big deal back in the day we used to have like a pumpkin carving party with the whole neighborhood oh, that um, like so much fun i mean that's such a big vibe of halloween like oh yeah uh we had a we had like a neighbor up the street like not on my actual street but like up another road um who would always do like a haunted house in his garage which sounds really sketchy but it wasn't it was like fully facing the street and everybody's parents were there it was it right was dope. and it's it's the right kind of community for something like that yeah it was it yeah. was honestly it was always really cool and unfortunately like the one like the one year i decided that like i was brave enough to do it was like the last year they did it so i did it and then they never did it again what a special experience though oh yeah dude it was dope it was really really cool they did a great job with it that sounds so nice i worked at a haunted like hayride and i had to scare people really yeah when i was like 12 or 13 maybe 14 <laughs> so i'm sure you were terrifying i mean i'll at some point i'll have to show you there were these old wells and by wells there were these buildings these like little two-story buildings that were like you could hide in and stuff it wasn't like super duper scary like it wasn't crazy there was a guy with a chainsaw like a real one of course um there was like this path through the woods that had those buildings and like one 12 year old not that scary but like 20 or 30 12 year olds all coming out at once out of the darkness a little creepy that's fair that is very fair i'd probably be pretty spooked yeah it was cool it was cool it was a cool experience they don't do that anymore um they like left and i think they got taken over by like a bigger company but uh, it was fun while it lasted yeah. that's that's a that's like a big vibe i guess i have now of like my area is it used to have a lot of like really cool stuff and just as the years have gone on it's just it's every, a lot of stuff is kind of left that's really sad it is but like the thing is i'm not at the age to enjoy it anymore that is i'm not home a lot anymore yeah. so it's one of those things where it sucks and like 
it yeah it's it like sucks that it's gone and people won't be able to experience it but like i got to experience it so it's kind of dope yeah we can appreciate the more general things about fall like i don't know i like on on, on like a clothing note i know it's kind of weird because you can wear whatever you want whenever during the year but i really love like flannels hoodies those kind of layers like getting started on the layers but not like not like you need to like bundle up i don't know that's a great time sweatshirts baby yeah they're great and like it's more so in spring i think but both spring and fall have kind of like my favorite temperature which is like low 60s but still sunny and a slight breeze well so um the best way to explain it is 45 degrees in spring is like we're going outside in like t-shirts and jeans because because it's all relative right but 45 degrees in fall is, like, we have, like, sweatshirts on and stuff and, like, flannel everything. Just because, yeah. like, we came out of the hot or we came out of the cold. It's, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's kind of the beauty of the transition, though. Like, it's, it's always kind of keeping you fresh. Like, I don't think I'd ever want to live in somewhere where it's pretty much stagnant throughout the year. Because it's just a nice, it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Always. It's nice. It's very nice. For some reason, I picture fall to be like still really light outside but like the sky is kind of gray you know yes i another thing i almost forgot apple picking that's a huge new england thing it is and it's it's very nice it's yeah i don't like i don't know i don't know how much of the rest of the country actually has apple picking that is fair that's a really big business near us i guess or at least near me it's wild it's good it's a good time it's a good time. Yeah. Apple cider donuts, best donut. Easy. That's very bold. I don't know if I can agree with that, but... Fresh apple cider donuts hit different. Fresh a lot of types of donuts do hit different. Though. True, but, like, fresh apple, hot apple cider donuts, that hits nice. I might just be missing out. We'll see. We might have to change that this fall. On the note of, like, gray skies, too, um, a more, like, general weather thing that I kind of wanted to touch on is, like, rainstorms and thunderstorms. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely one of those people who, like, at least when I'm inside, really enjoy that kind of vibe. Like, the sound of rain hitting a windowsill. Oh, the smell. The smell is also a big thing, yeah. The smell of rain? Oh my goodness, it's the best. But like, Not so much for me, because I don't have the best sense of smell, but I totally get it. But for me, um, a big thing about rain is it's good occasionally. I hate it when it's raining for, like, a week. It sucks. Oh, yeah. It blows. Another thing that you need in um, moderation. Yeah. Just like with we, all of these things. I was going to say, for, for fall, we didn't talk about music for fall. So I was going to bring that up. I was trying to think of like what genres or styles Folk, are... Folk, baby. That is a much better way of putting it into words than I was thinking. Because initially, I was looking through one of my friends. It's like a fall playlist that we've liked, we like worked on together before. And a lot of the songs had like guitar. And I was like, yeah, like kind of stripped down guitar and they acoustic. Speak of fall. acoustic but That's then it was probably like, the best way to say it <laughs> you're finding all of the, like the normal words for it and i'm just <laughs> like let me describe it in the most abstract roundabout way i I'll realized that guitar about. it is a very versatile <laughs> instrument yeah but definitely guitar does feel like acoustic guitar does feel like a fall vibe and i think folk is a great word for it yeah, very folksy, very like um, you know, you go on stage and you see the guys with like the the wild stuff. Yeah, it makes me think of Boney Vare, even though I don't listen to that much Boney Vare. So Bo Boney Vare? Yeah. Not heard of him? Like is it B O N I V E R? Yeah, it's B O N space I V E R. Uh his song Flume will give you a good kind of feel of what he's like. He's worked with Kanye West a lot, I think. But very talented man. Bone and there. That's. I never thought of pronouncing it like that. Huh. For some reason, when I read it, I read Bon Iver. I'm sure you're not alone. Bon Iver. That sounds so much better. Bon Iver. Bony Ver. Oh, gross, gross. Bon Iver. That's my boy. <laughs> um, a thing for summer I completely forgot about. That's big for me. Is uh, amusement parks. Oh my gosh! Yes. You're totally right. I'm not I'm not a huge amusement park person because I'm not huge on roller coasters. However, the atmosphere of amusement parks can be really great. Wild. Can Actually, be. I won't get too much into it because I feel like we could, we could talk about that some other time. I feel like that could be like a 
not a whole episode, but that could be like a whole thing. Oh yeah, it's we will definitely get to that one day because I know you got a lot of stories. Oh yeah, I mean I can't like uh like when I think of when I think of fall I think of like a little. But like very twangy. I'm not good at twang. That was Voice twang that, is hard. that was gorgeous. Really, you really the production just gets better and better with every song. Oh yeah, and now I mean we got one final uh, season. That's true. That's very true, and it's it, it's a good one. It's it winter. I like winter a lot. You know what music is winter. I mean, aside from Christmas. Is this the Doom soundtrack? What is going on? That's exactly what I was thinking. It was like... Just as soon as December 1st hits, just the Doom soundtrack starts blasting. Until like two weeks before Christmas, and then it's like... And then after... After, what's it called? New England... Not New England. <laughs> New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, back it's to back to... Whatever, I'm to be very happy with that. Yeah, dude, that's wild. Um, uh, uh, winter... There's a certain type of winter. So Christmas is an obvious thing that I'm sure we'll talk about one day, because I love the... At least the idea of winter holidays. I always thought it was a feel-good time. My very naive view of the world, I was like, everyone's happy around the winter holidays, even if you don't celebrate Christmas. Yay! <laughs> you mean like all the movies say? Yeah. You but, just uh, have to have the Christmas spirit! The spirit! Um, but there is more to winter than that, for sure. I really like... I've come to appreciate like a cold, calm, peaceful winter morning. I used to, like, walk home from, I mean, they were across the street from me, from my friend's house, just after it had snowed, and it'd be, like, 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that's, uh, that's wild. A newly laid layer of snow that's been untouched, especially in, like, the calm, quiet night, it's so, like, not unnervingly peaceful, but, like, it is unbelievably peaceful. And, and you quiet. need to have, you need to have street lamps, too. Yes, of course. Like, another thing on our campus? Yeah. Really nice. Last year, we had some really nice times where I just remember sitting in my room and looking out the window and being like, this is great. It's cozy. Do you mean our window? We had a great view. We really did. The 218 view, you didn't need to look out the window to see the view of 218. You needed to look in the room. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, a nice snowy night is just... Because it's just... It gets so quiet. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's just... I cannot emphasize, like, the lack of sound for people... I don't even know. <laughs> Bro, walking across campus at, like, 1... Or, no, 3 a.m. It was, like, 3 or 4 a.m. blasting... I know exactly what you're gonna say. ...the Grass Temple theme. From Ocarina of Time, baby. Oh, so funny. We were walking back from hanging out with friends. Um, a very small group of friends, but a, a group. Um, and a small I had group? Speaker. There was, like, tw 10 or 12 of us. Really? Yeah, there yeah. were quite a few of us. That's more than I thought. Um, and I was playing music through my speaker, but we were messing with it earlier, and I think you had suggested to put the speaker in the box and then put the box in my bag so it was really muffled. <sighs> and yep. we were walking across campus... Forest Temple, by the way. Sorry, that was my bad. Oh, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even notice. Um, walking across campus back to our room and just, like, enough people had come back from, like, parties and stuff that there wasn't that many people out because it was, you know, getting to pretty absurdly late hours of and it was also and it was also it was also icy snowing it was wild that day it was oh my gosh a very strong like one of the strongest like unique feelings that i've gotten from an experience like that it really stuck with me i mean i forgot about it until now to tell you the truth but like <laughs> i remember that feeling very distinctly is what I yeah think. it was well because because the thing is no matter what when you listen i'm listening to it right now and it just immediately gives you like uh, I just actually, you know what? Screw it. I just I looked at the top comment. It's the audio equivalent of feeling like someone is following you, but you can never see them. Yeah, it is pretty creepy, and that's exact. That's exactly what it is. The thing is, like, not even in a weird way, not in a bad way. In a way where it feels very interesting to the point where it's like nice. Interesting. I kind you know of get what you mean. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So if people don't understand what I'm saying, what I'm basically saying is like 
so people listen to like or not listen watch horror movies because they enjoy the feeling of being scared which i cannot fathom i really do not i really do not like the feeling of being scared but this one's a little bit different this isn't fear this is just kind of like an innate feeling of paranoia and that sounds even worse but like i don't know it's like it's kind of like enjoying the fear it's just like enjoying the the paranoia in a weird way makes me sound like a psychopath but like no but it's 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 kind of like in a calm in a calm way because you just know that like nature is chill right now and you're like i'm chill too i have found the quote for this song i have thought it over and made up my mind no other game has for creepy yet beautiful music gorgeous what a way with words i mean snow can be a hassle especially because i have a long driveway and uh but i don't know it nothing beats that like fresh snow that just kind of sits there and stays like even if it's just a light coating it's just so nice to just look at and look outside at night and watch it snow it's nothing's quite the thing honestly in a in a weird way forest temple gives me the winter feeling yeah the like, more you think of the more you think not, about it, the more it does it's not for it but um another another good legend of zelda song for like the feeling of winter give me a minute i gotta i gotta think in my big big brain of mine snow peak ruins i think it's called ah yes 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 a more a more obvious pick for... maybe not maybe not like maybe not like actually in a weird way not the winter kind of more like uh i'll put it this way kind of like an old ruined mansion hmm that's the that's the feeling it gives me i think that i don't think many people get my big brain thinking uh how do you have you ever gone ice skating before i used to skate um really i I did a lot of skiing Ooh. i was a pretty big skier at a time it seems like a vibe but i've never done it oh so much fun i would fall over immediately i will say one of the scariest things i've ever done while skiing though was i went up on a mountain and it just randomly got like really foggy for about three hours and that's a long time um but the top of the mountain got really foggy to a point where i could not see about i think it was like 20 feet in front of me which sounds like a lot but it it was not a lot (laughs) especially when you're going at like 30 or 40 miles per hour downhill um 20 feet comes and goes really really quickly yeah um it was very nerve-wracking i was with friends but it was really, really cool. Oh, it sounds like a lot of fun. It was, like, it was so cool. Because you're kind of, it's, it's, because the, the thing that people forget about fog is that, like, the air is so dense, sound doesn't travel as well either. That's true. So, like, you could barely hear people, and you just occasionally hear, like, a far off to your right, like a shh, 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 stuff like that. It was awesome. It was so cool. Fog is a great vibe in itself, too, and I was hoping that it'd come up. It's another thing that can be creepy but can also be very just cool it can be super cool to look at yes yeah like looking at areas that you normally can see clearly in when it's foggy like we would pass a lake on the way to high school on the bus every day and there would be a lake that was sometimes covered in fog and it just like it changed it so much from being able to see all the way across to just seeing like nothing oh really cool well do you remember that night on campus where it got really foggy yeah, 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 yeah. Because we went on a walk that night. We did. Yeah, that was wild. Oh, that was so cool. I I miss that, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, wow. I miss going on walks across our campus. It was a lot of fun, especially... Oh, yeah, our campus was... Our campus is, like, gorgeous. Like, it is yeah. one of the leading reasons a lot of people come to the school, just because, like, once you get there, you're just like, I can see myself here. Yeah. We won't name the school, though. No free press. No, you don't get that. But yeah, like, it's, fog is a really cool aesthetic in general, just because it's, it's a mixture of, like, the fear of the unknown, as well as, like, nature. Yeah. I will say, uh, we were talking about Halloween earlier. One of my favorite, uh, things that created a Halloween slash fall aesthetic. Do you know where I'm going with this? It's a little cartoon. Ah, uh, ha ha. Yeah. A great miniseries by Cartoon Network. A great miniseries called Over the Garden Wall. Which, even if you're not really a fan of cartoons, I think it's worth watching. It's basically just a movie-length thing. It's got Elijah Wood, Christopher Lloyd, Tim Curry. A really stacked cast. Oh my gosh. 
it's it's a must if you want primal fall aesthetic alone that is a great place to go because it's mm, it's rich with that yeah it's it's just this story i'll, I'll give i guess a very base synopsis is it's literally just like these two brothers they get lost in the woods they like something happens and they like get lost in the woods but the woods are wild as hell yeah it's very grim fairy tale very it is that's a tale. great way of putting it i was gonna say it's like fantasy but it's yeah that's a very it's, good way it's well it's, it's fantasy it's just i don't know it's man i don't know if whimsical is the right word because it gets kind of it's thematically kind of grim at points but but it's it, like whimsical can be dark that's true but it's very whimsical it's very you're that's a good word for it it's i don't know you just kind of watch it and I just sometimes I have a tough time getting it's very hard for me to like get into shows a lot mm. um, but once I get into a show it consumes me I don't know a lot of things when I first watch them or play them or something I have to kind of like think about it afterwards and be like did I like that did I really really like that yeah. over the garden wall was immediate we were watching it with like a group for like an event or something and we had to make a decision i think it was like on episode 10 like are we gonna keep going and i was like if we don't i will i will end somebody <laughs> yeah you were really invested i mean bro i was like crying it is it is emotional but like it's, it yeah it will it's make very you sweet cry. it will make you cry it's sweet it's succinct it's only 10 episodes it's less than two hours in total runtime it's on hulu oh so it's... we were five i thought it was 20 episodes no it's really short is it 10 episodes but they're each like twenty minutes long. Okay. No, f- it's only uh, it's only ten episodes that are eleven minutes each. Oh my god, really? It's wicked short. Bro, you feel like you just go on a full ass adventure. You feel like you get lost in the unknown. In the unknown. Another good one is Infinity Train. Yes, another great miniseries. Um, and it's another thing that's only like ten episodes long per season, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. It's it's not I'm not gonna say it's the same aesthetic of Over the Garden Wall, but it has the same like vibe where it's like someone who ha- is having a rough time in life, like a kid who's having a rough time in life, and this is yeah. this journey is like a weird way of coming of age. Yeah, and they do it in the most abstract way possible, but like it's so nice. It's so great. They're they're both so good. I think. I don't even know if I could really compare them. I mean, like, I don't know. They're both definitely worth checking out. I was kind of thinking of it in, like, just in general. Like, Cartoon Network is, like, the master of aesthetics. Yeah, they got a lot of good aesthetics going, especially in, like, settings. Yeah, because, like, if you go to each of their shows, they each have, like, a feeling to them that Mm. I feel like... Because the thing is, like, Nickelodeon shows usually were very episodic in the fact of each episode like had no connection yeah except for very loose connections in character and those have their own aesthetic too but like Cartoon Network does a really good job of making each episode completely different from the last but like also kind of having like a conjoined story depending on the show Adventure Time is one of those um I never watched Steven Universe but from what I've heard it's one of those I like Steven Universe a lot um i'm not gonna go too in depth to it right now but just like definitely kind of varying levels of quality over the run however it definitely has an aesthetic to it it's it's part of what makes me love the kind of like seaside town aesthetic because Mm -hmm. it's literally called beach city it's a great feeling but yeah and like regular show is another show that is very much episodic but does character development and i love regular show it's so good one show that has an aesthetic that just does not quit is a little show called The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Oh my gosh. Cursed show. It has a very, like, steampunk, like, 1800s Victorian something aesthetic to it, but it does it so well and pieces it together in such a disturbing world, but, like, it's a Cartoon Network show. I don't know. It's a wild. So weird. Definitely, definitely an underrated, not necessarily for quality i mean it is quality but like more so for like i think it's easily forgotten because the year before if i remember correctly was it 2011 or was it 2009 uh flapjack was 2008 to 2010 wow okay interesting it was, it was only a couple of years and their third season literally had six episodes ah oh, dang that's a shame because it came right before the cartoon network renaissance of um 
like I said, Adventure Time and regular show, which, like, revitalized the network. Yeah, but, like, because it's so interesting, because, like, people go back to, um, people talk about a lot of the old Cartoon Network shows from, like, the late 90s, early to mid-2000s, and they talk about that as, like, the greatest time for cartoons, even across all of the platforms, but, like, for me, it's, like, at least Cartoon Network has done an excellent job of still creating great stuff that like is really cool to watch yeah and has really cool stories and they like perfected making stories in such a small like in such in like episodic kids shows you know yeah most of my favorite cartoons which i didn't really watch growing up i only came to kind of late in the game are from cartoon network because they strike that balance um yeah however alex hirsch did come from flapjack that's true. To make Gravity Falls, which is my favorite show of all time. I love oh that yeah, show. I know. I know it's your favorite show. I know. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. I do want to delve into uh, cartoons one day, not to not to de- defer, but um, uh, I, I I do want to say one thing. Why? And I'm sure you're going to know why. Why did Weird Mageddon have such an awful gap in release dates? So. This is something Cartoon Network has done too, where it was like, they, for Steven Universe and Adventure Time especially, I can't comment on other ones, but those shows had the most inconsistent airing dates for, like, years. I actually don't know totally... Hmm. I feel like you would. ...what happened. You you would think I would, because I'm a loser who has nothing better to do with my time. But I remember... I do I do remember, it's like... Weird Begin 1, I don't remember when that came out, but then part 2 was in, like, November, and then part 3 was in February of 2016. It was whack. I don't know exactly... I think part of it might have been... This is just a theory. I don't know, but I wonder if part of it was because Disney didn't want it to end. Because they didn't cancel it. It was very much Alex Hirsch saying, I'm ending it after two seasons. Like, that is where it is ending. I didn't Whether know you like it or not. Oh, yeah, that was his his like vision the whole time he was like i'm ending it when i want to end it because i don't want it to go on for too long and like i have a very specific story in mind which i have a lot of respect for him for that's that's dope actually yeah because he could have just milked that for as long as he wanted and had a steady job absolutely but what's nice is that that shows that he like cares about what he's making yeah it's not a perfect show but you can feel his like passion for it in there which definitely happens with pat McHale, which is the guy behind over the garden wall as well because he was like, I'm not doing any more over the garden wall. Like, well, let me clarify. He's done comics um, that have gone beyond it that I think are just kind of more like world my building. Understanding. Yeah, and like one-off stories. Yeah, um, which but, is you fine because you don't have to read those to get the full experience. Exactly, and like he has very, for the most part, like over the garden wall. It was a thing, and it's done. They let it be, and it's so much better for it because it's just. The shows are just very tight and succinct. Don't get me wrong, I love Adventure Time and Regular Show, which went on for, like, six to eight years each and had nine or eight to ten seasons. It's looking like Adventure Time went for eight years and Mm -hmm. uh, Regular Show went for eight. It also went to 2018? 2009 to 2017. Ah, okay. I didn't realize how long Gumball went for. Oh, yeah, Gumball only just ended, what, like, last year? My favorite is how there's, like, three different actors who played Gumball. I will eliminate the middle class. <laughs> I will. The best, of course, being Nicholas Cantu. But, of course. Uh, I'm sorry, Jacob and Logan. I'm, you guys were great, too. Every, almost every season of Gumball is great, but uh, Nicholas Cantu really uh, was going to eliminate the middle class, and he's going to be in The Walking Dead World Beyond? What even is that? So... A quick, a quick uh, diversion. Walking Dead, they want to go for the... They have plans for the next decade to have movies and TV shows. Oh, okay. It's so wild what they want to do. I mean, I'm not totally surprised because everything is becoming a cinematic universe or a series now. But, like, yeah. at the same time, I from what I've seen, I feel like I see people getting kind of burned out on The Walking Dead. Yeah, I, they're all, I, th- I honestly think they're only doing it for, like, the... What's it called? The money. Well, no, they're doing it for the for like the diehard fans who are like, oh, yeah. oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, I will say because so I feel like is... the zombie craze has kind of died down. I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
Um, what so, what I was, so what I was going to say was, so I have uh, little cousins, and of course, so I ended up watching a lot of like younger kids shows. You know, most of them kind of crap. Two that come to mind, Doc McStuffins was actually kind of dope as hell. Um, <laughs> I know, weird to bring up randomly, but I was like just looking at like other quote-unquote cartoons. Doc McStuffins, dope as hell. Um, each episode was just kind of dope, and it was like with like the living um, toys thing, and they kind of yeah. actually did a really good job with that. The other one that absolutely slapped so hard was fucking Sophia the First. I had a feeling you were going to bring that up, and I don't know why. I've never seen it. But... Okay, so I didn't realize Nicholas Cantu was in Sophia the First, which is dope as hell, but they have such gigantic names as... I mean, Ariel Winter's a pretty big name, right? She was in Modern Family. Oh, yay. Yes, 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 yes. I know who you're talking about now. Yep, 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 yep. Kiernan Shipka. Yes, yes. Sabrina. Chilling uh, Adventures of Sabrina fame. Yes. Sabrina Carpenter, who's pretty... She's pretty also famous. pretty famous. Yeah. And then the two gods themselves. Oh, boy. Wayne Brady, the improv god, and Tim motherfucking Gunn. No way. So Wayne Brady played her, like, bunny best friend. That's amazing. Who, like, followed her around and, like, would talk to her because she had the, what's it called, the necklace, which was awesome. And then Tim Gunn played, like, the butler. And I love Tim Gunn. I don't, I don't know how if I've ever talked about this before, but there's just something about Tim Gunn. He just seems like I want to be, I want to be his friend. I want to be Tim Gunn's friend. The greatest kind of celebrity. Yeah, like, so my mom was a huge fan of Project Runway, and he was on Project Runway, and I was always just like, oh, he just, he seems like one of those people who at the drop of a hat could tell you that you're the worst human being, but could also just tell you that everything's going to be okay, and you'd listen to him, because he has one of the most iconic voices of all time. Can you, can you give us a, a good impersonation? Oh my god, okay. I hope this isn't terrible, and Tim Gunn, if you ever hear this, uh, I just want to know this is out of love and not out of uh, mocking, but he, like, <laughs> like he would just be like, Sophia, hello there, Sophia, this isn't, this isn't great, I have to, I always have to start with just make it work, and then it goes into, I'm so excited for you guys, and stuff like that. I do know that, you've, you've done this voice before, yeah, I, I recognize it works, this. Sophia, he says it, he said it in one of the episodes, and I lost it. What is the premise of the show? It's just so... So her mom is a peasant, and like I don't, I don't think you ever figure out what happened to her dad. But her mom ends up marrying the king, so she's like a peasant girl trying to figure, trying to figure out how to be a princess, and she ends up getting like this um, amulet medallion thing that like lets her talk to animals. Oh. And there's like this evil, there's this like evil wizard that like the court wizard, as always, is evil and wants to take over the kingdom or something. But just hearing Tim Gunn come in and just tell them to make it work just made the whole <laughs> show for me this sounds like it's kind of banging it was it was the thing was like i would not tell anybody to like go watch it because the value of watching it just on your own one you kind of feel weird for doing it and two (laughs) um, it's just it's like not a show that you should sit down and watch from beginning to end but if you've got like little cousins or nieces i'm 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 gonna direct it toward nieces because as much as i'm all about anybody watching whatever they want we all know that like six-year-old boys are gonna be like that girly shit nah i want to watch the bionicles (laughs) three the the audience from especially from like a business perspective you know that the audience is because like because like i said i'm once again i'm all all about i'm all about anybody watching whatever they want but but i feel like i feel like the most people the people who conform the most to those uh what's it called those uh those gender things are people like over 50 and then like six-year-olds because they don't want to be bullied by uh their (laughs) friend by their friends yeah just i'm too cool for that i hated that phase of my life where i was like I'm gonna stop watching the shows I want to watch. I'm gonna grow up and not watch cartoons anymore, play video games anymore. And then a few years later, I was like, "What am I doing? What's wrong with me? Why am I doing this to myself?" Okay. Yeah, I never had that phase. Luckily, I forgot about Wander Over Yonder. Okay, perfect thing I wanted to bring in. So, creator of My Little Pony is Lauren Faust. She, I believe, I'm really scared. I'm wrong, but I think she's the significant other. Yes, she's been married to Craig McCracken since 2004. 
and she's worked on a lot of his shows. Craig McCracken is the man behind Powerpuff Girls, Wonder Over Yonder, and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Dude, he jumped ship from Cartoon Network? Yeah. Wild. He, that man, I don't know a lot of, like, a lot about him personally, but those three shows are really strong. They're Wonder very Over Yonder iconic. was really good. Yeah, it was a show that I got into very late in the game. Yeah, me too, because it was one of those shows where at first I was like, this is stupid, I don't care about this. And then I was like, yeah. wait a minute, this slaps. And I didn't love it quite as much as everyone else did, more just a personal preference than anything. But, like, it had really solid characters, and, like, for I, th- I liked... Go, go ahead. I was going to say, I think for Wander Over Yonder, you had to appreciate... You You have to be someone who appreciates cartoons a little bit more than, like... Yeah, it's very cartoony. Um, Tom Kenny playing all the eyeball guys, or at least the main eyeball guy. And I mean, it's Jack McBrayer playing Wander. Which, another really iconic voice that I don't think I can imitate. But like, Oh yeah, it's just like the, ha! Well, gosh darn. I mean, there's also the worst cartoon of all time uh, ever, Phineas and Furbsh. Bad cartoon. Who would watch Phineas Who and Ferb? Who would watch that show? Nerd. Who would watch every episode <laughs> of that show ever and love every minute of it? Definitely me. Yeah, de- definitely. <laughs> n- uh, what? Oh yeah, no, that was a great show. I yes, Phineas and Ferb. Uh, that's a, <laughs> that's a that's a whole episode. That is a whole episode because I would love to talk about Milo Murphy's Law as well because um, I have a lot of things to say about that show. Your hatred for it? I don't hate it. It's <laughs> I definitely don't hate it. I will say Dan Pobenmeyer and Jeff Smalley Marsh. The two guys behind both shows seem like just the nicest guys ever. Like Jen Pavenmeyer does the voice of Doofenshmirtz, and he just does random things in the voice online. Like recently, there was a video of him singing "Feel Good Inc." by Gorillaz. I didn't know he did the voice for him too. Yeah, and I was just sitting there, and I was like, "Okay, sure." Wait, Thomas Brody Sangster did the voice for Ferb. Uh, what else would I know this person from? Uh, you would know him from The Maze Runner, The Maze Runner, The Maze Runner. Nanny McPhee. Nanny McPhee's a classic movie. Yeah. Mitchell Musso played Jeremy. Yeah. Ashley Tisdale played Candace. Wild. You didn't know that? I did know that. It was one of those things that I forgot. Yeah. Ashley Tisdale. What a turnaround she had after Zack and Cody. Yeah, she just kept she just kept going. Caroline Ree or Rhea, I don't know how to pronounce it. Ray, maybe. One of the aunts from the original Sabrina. She played the mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to ask one last question. Okay, sure. I'm sure we'll get back into cartoons, as we always do. We covered a lot of the broad stuff, but I want to have a conversation about modern cartoons one day, just mm-hmm. because, like, I think they're going in a really fascinating direction. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. However, to jump back to seasons really quickly, <laughs> I was going to ask, <laughs> after everything we've discussed, there's cartoons and shows and songs and movies and pictures that fit all the vibes of each season so there's a lot of good examples you can get but i think we covered a lot of the basic stuff Mm -hmm. what would you say is your ranking of the seasons or at least your favorite and your least favorite Uh, favorite i think fall yeah falls falls up there i think my bottom actually might be summer it's kind of like my my whole thing about like the weekdays and weekends too is um sometimes playing video games on a weeknight is more fun than playing video games on the weekend because you're supposed to be doing something but you're not and it's great and like the same with um like weekends during the summer just suck they're just not as fun as weekends during during the school year you're absolutely right because like it's like oh cool look at me i'm doing the same thing i was doing monday through friday but then like yeah when i'm at school the weekends i'm like haha look at me i'm going crazy oh <laughs> yeah the freedom of summer is a double-edged sword especially if you like i don't know if you're getting to this point and it's like we're sitting here and it's like i don't know what to do with myself <laughs> and also if it's like one of those things where like school is where you talk to a lot of your friends it can make summer just kind of suck yeah and if you live you know across the state from your 218 buddy i i cry i cry a little sometimes you know oh yeah dude inside and outside you said that and the doom soundtrack just started playing in my mind again i was like i do like summer but um i think f- hmm, I, I, I fall and spring 
Then again, spring only when it's very specific weather, to be honest. So yeah. maybe, maybe fall. I might have to agree with you. Do you have any uh, final comments you'd like to make on seasons, either in nature or of cartoons? No, I think uh, I think we might have to continue cartoons a different day, and then nature, fuck nature. Yeah, who needs it? Stay inside all day. Yeah, stay and inside. W- while you're staying inside, you can uh, listen to more episodes of our show, or if you want to stay up to date on whatever dumb things we tweet out, along with when new episodes are coming, you can follow us at uh, 218 Time Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out. We'll have some fun images that go with some episodes, as you've seen by now, if you're following us. so We also promise we won't get too political. We definitely will not argue about oatmeal again. You know, it was... It was a rough time, but we got through it. We're better people now. Got through it together. And visit our new subreddit at r slash 218time to get involved in the discussion. Also, don't forget to subscribe for more weekly episodes on YouTube or your podcatcher of choice, and leave a review to let us know what you think of the show. We may even read it on air. Thanks for listening. This This was a fun conversation. Yeah, it was. I had a good time. And I hope you all enjoyed it as well. So, uh, I guess if we have no last words... Catch you next week. Godspeed. How Reservoir.